Welcome to Paths and Profiles, conversations and stories capturing the personal journeys of our attorneys, colleagues, and friends. Good morning, or afternoon, or whenever you're tuning in. My name is Lee Stanfield. I'm an associate with the Intellectual Property Group. I do a lot of work in data privacy and website terms, software licensing, trademarks and copyrights, a little bit of everything. I'm not actually from Nashville originally, but my hometown still actually has Waller ties. I grew up right outside of Chattanooga, became a Middle Tennessean by way of Murfreesboro, and finally made my way here to Music City. Luckily, most of my family also made the move, so we're all close for the holidays, which I guess is probably a pretty good segue for this little podcast episode. I'm told it's part of a holiday series, and I've been asked as last year's Bake Off winner to talk holiday baking, tips, tricks, traditions, that sort of thing. So I guess to start off, let me say that I'm not an expert. I like brownies out of a box, cookies out of a snack aisle, or those little slice and bake Pillsbury ones with the shapes in the middle. And when I'm looking for baking tips personally, I'm mostly looking for ways to think to make things easier or make it taste better. So I guess I'll do one of each. Making things easier. A lot of it's down to the recipe you pick, so I can't really help you there. But pretty much a universal constant between all recipes is that you have to have a pan and you have to get it out of the pan. So tip one is use a liner. Lots of recipes say grease whatever pan you're using. And I do that sometimes, but especially if you're using an older pan, you might wind up leaving half of the cake behind. What I'll usually do is trim a piece of parchment paper, not wax, and probably not tin foil because it can mess with the temperatures. So trim a piece of parchment paper to roughly the size and shape as the bottom of your pan, and then put that in the bottom before you put the batter in. And you can still grease the pan. You still want to grease the sides at least. But having that parchment paper there is just a little extra insurance that when you flip the pan over, all of the cake is going to come out. Obviously, that doesn't work very well for bundt cakes, but for those... You can usually just grease them very liberally. And then if you can't get it out once the cake is cooled and check the cake, not the pan, you can usually tell if it's pulling away from the sides. It's probably starting to cool off. But if it won't come out just by turning it over, then try and put it back in the oven on a low temperature for a little while, at least until the pan itself starts to get warm again. And sometimes that can loosen it up enough for you to get it out without losing all whatever shapes you have in the bunting or again, leaving half the cake in the pan, which no one wants. So on to tip two, that's the taste. This is probably a subjective thing, but I usually don't think that there's enough salt in a lot of recipes to balance out all the sugar that goes into it. So you usually get a cloyingly sweet dessert. On the other hand, you don't want to start messing with the recipe too much and pouring in a bunch of salt because then you get something that's totally inedible on the other side of things. So what I'll usually do to find a happy medium is I'll use salted butter. Even if the recipe calls for unsalted, it just it's a mild enough salt content that it'll still give you a little bit of a balance for the sugar, but it won't turn your dessert into a salt bomb. It's also easier, in my opinion, to just swap unsalted and salted, then try and figure out exactly how much salt you should use in the batter. 
that's usually my go-to is just replace it with salted butter as a default. And that's especially good for cookies and buttercreams, which you really don't want to be super sweet. And cookies and buttercreams are actually two of the things that I probably make the most. Buttercream is pretty ubiquitous for cakes. And then for cookies, my sister and I actually have a holiday cookie tradition. Every year we take the weekend before Christmas and we put on a little marathon of holiday movies. I think we've actually already started DVRing some movies for our, for this year's cookie finanza. And then we crank out about 150 cookies. We do cookie shapes and we do gingerbread, orange sugar cookies. So we'll have a bunch of mittens and gingerbread people decorate them with royal icing. So ugly sweater cookies. And then because we can't eat 150 cookies, we usually pass them around to the neighbor's family. I actually circulated a few of them around the office last year. We just do it because it's fun, because it's a way to spend a day together and enjoy each other's company, and because it's hard for anyone to not be happy when they're eating an ugly sweater cookie. So yeah, whether it's bunt cakes or box brownies, whether you're making a dozen gingerbread cookies or you're not making anything at all, I hope you all have something over the holidays that makes you smile. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paths and Profiles. For more information, visit wallerlaw.com.